Today on Sagittarian Matters, butchness, dating, judging, controversial opinions on 1980s musicals, the word y'all, and more. With my guest, Anonymous Butch. Stay tuned. from Los Angeles. I got in a lot of trouble this week on Instagram by posting that I am irked by um, people from northern states co-opting the term y'all when they're trying to sound kind of folksy or of the people. Well, I had PMS. I was looking on the internet. I saw someone who I deem to be a white upper middle class Pacific Northwesterner using the word y'all. And I just, I don't know. I just posted about it. I didn't think it was a big deal, but my mailbox started getting flooded with direct messages. The direct messages were split evenly like this. Half of them were from people that were from the South saying, thank you. It also bugs me. Um, You know, I was made fun of for saying y'all as a kid and as an adult, or it was beat out of me as a kid. And so now hearing people think it's cool is really strange. Or the other half of the DMs I got was from people saying, I'm just trying to ungender my speech when I'm addressing groups. Do you have a better idea? I do not have a better idea. I just have PMS. Sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. I got to say... You know, I grew up in Florida and in Kansas, both places very rich in y'all culture. Um, And so I have complicated feelings around it. And it feels to me a little bit like class drag when, you know, white upper class people just try it on for size. But also there's way bigger things going on right now. And this isn't the hill I want to die on. And this is not an opinion that I even feel like discussing for more than 15 seconds. Say whatever you want. Fill an auditorium full of people. Shine your diamonds in your, you know, Oregon pride hat while you say, hey, y'all folk, y'all queer folk, ready to party? Like, whatever you want to do, you do you. You do you. I'm actually not going to judge you. I just, there's like a It's like a tiny ping of annoyance. So many things annoy me. Certainly there's other places where we don't stand in the same zone. I'm in the Grinch zone on this one. You might be in the who cares zone. Just do you. I have lots of good friends that use the word y'all that were raised places like Arizona. Doesn't mean we're not friends. I'm just annoyed by one thing. I'm also annoyed like when people don't squeeze out the sponge. Equal amount of annoyance, but it doesn't mean that we can't be friends or work for the same cause. So there's my y'all rant, y'all. I mean, I also don't like the word folks or being addressed as folk, queer folk, folks of color. But um, I understand that people are just trying to be inclusive and address large groups at once. And I just understand that's just part of it. That's just part of the culture I'm in is that I'm going to get called folk. But this just sounds real folksy. It just sounds like someone's like chewing some hay as a prop. Anyway, you do you. You, you could say Sagittary Matters is a podcast made by queer folk, by queer folk, for queer folk and their allies. 
And that's, <laughs> that's fine with me. It's equal, it's equal to you leaving a wet sponge <laughs> in the sink or, um, it's, you know, it's actually even less annoying to me than if you were to wash the dishes with the floor sponge. So there you go. Okay. On to some more important matters. This week I was driving home from a book conference and I was listening to the Little Shop of Horror soundtrack to stay awake as I am wont to do. And I decided to articulate my very strong opinions about Little Shop of Horrors. Now, I know a lot of you have been waiting for this. Um, it came out you know, only 30 short years ago in 1987. And so, I, you know, I know that it's topical and uh, I know that it's definitely very fresh in your mind and you were wondering what my hot take was. So here you go. The first thing I want to say is this movie has about, it's like the soundtrack is like 40% good, but the 40% is so good. It's 40% good, 60% bad. The 40% is exquisite, but the 60% is pretty bad. And by pretty bad, I mean like, you know, there's this whole plot point about Seymour getting the plant from a Chinese person that is just like, it's racism from the 80s that I, it's so inappropriate and bad for now that I forgot it was in there because I just have excluded that song from the playlist. But um, it may make it may make the soundtrack or the movie unwatchable for you. Um, if not, or if it, you know, let, let's let's go from there. Um, the plant, you know, once the plant gets the ability to speak in the movie, the movie goes downhill or turns a cheesy corner. And I understand that the plant is really part of it. And as a kid, I was like, he's so badass. He just used the word shit because the plant would say things like, no shit, Sherlock. Um, but as an adult watching it, I was listening to the song Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which is one of the plant's standalone hits and in the song he goes to seymour who's a nerd he says you got a lot of gall and you know i was listening to it and i was like what are you talking about i was like you are photosynthesizing right now my friend like you live in a terracotta pot and you're trying to get this nerd guy to squeeze his blood into your mouth like you've got a lot of gall you're not even from earth and somehow you've been socialized to be a total misogynist and such a bully and just like a gross dude living in New York or LA or wherever the heck it's supposed to be. I was like, if you're too, if you want to talk about people who have gall, like actually you've only lived in this plant store and you've been alive for like two weeks. And now you're bossing everybody around. You're sexually harassing Audrey and humiliating her. Like, yeah, you're actually the illustration of gall. Audrey too. Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Okay. You know, just like somebody's plant arms sexually humiliating you by flipping up your skirt in front of everybody. Like, no, I'm not into that. Get the bug spray or get the the, the plant killer. Um, I also want to say the song Suddenly Seymour is one of my favorite songs to sing at karaoke. It's one of my favorite songs to listen to from the soundtrack, but it is so femphobic. And I essentially say this to myself aloud every time. But it, there's a part, it begins, and he's he's talking to Audrey, who's this, like, you know, beautiful blonde woman, heavily made up, who's just left her sadistic boyfriend, a black-haired Steve Martin, who, uh, you know, died under weird circumstances. Or maybe she has a broken arm. I don't remember. But Seymour's looking at her, and he's like, lift up your head, take off that mascara. Here, take my Kleenex, wipe that lipstick away. Show me your face. 
clean as the morning. I know things were bad, but now they're okay. And I, I mean, that's nice. He's trying to be supportive, but you know, makeup's a choice and maybe she's wearing makeup because that's how she wants to look. She's a blonde woman. Maybe she has blonde eyelashes. She doesn't want to look like she has no eyelashes. So she's wearing mascara. Like, you know, I'm just saying like Audrey has been objectified through this whole movie for being like a quote unquote hot babe. So then Seymour being like, no, no, I see past that. I'm like, oh, really? How much more do you know about her, Seymour? So, you know, I just like the whole thing where people are like, oh, women wearing makeup is, is, is false or something they're doing so that men like them. Like, you know, maybe she just wants to look that way. Maybe she wants to wear lipstick. Maybe she thinks it looks nice with her skin tone. I just, you know, if, if I was like having this moment with some nerdy man who essentially is wearing like high, like high-waisted pants with suspenders and he's telling me that I am allowed to to be barefaced for him, I'd be like, get out of here. You know what? Just go. If I wanted a makeup wipe, I would have asked for one. But how about I just call you later? Because it is annoying to me right now. Um, in other news, I enjoy that this movie employs the term crust of bread as a shorthand for being poor. That's something I like about the 80s. Um, Tisha Campbell from Martin is one of the doo-wop girls. And fun fact, Cindy Lauper was originally picked to be Audrey, but she refused the part. Ellen Green did a wonderful job as Audrey. No complaints there, but wouldn't you like to see Cindy Lauper do it just one time? Um, anything else? Anything else? Well, there was definitely something that happened in the 1980s where somebody gave nerd men the keys to the writer's room, and there were so many leading men that were fucking nerds. Like, Okay, we're talking Rick Moranis, a.k.a. Seymour Krelborn. We're talking Arvid Engen from Ed of the Class, Revenge of the Nerds, Steve Urkel. There were all these just like drawing of a nerd guys, caricatures of nerds, who then were leading men who got these like very traditionally attractive women to love them. And I just... I, it imprinted on me for sure. I mean, look at me now. I'm a cartoonist. I'm in a sea of people with glasses. But also, you know, when nerd men have uh, rage when they grow up, I'm just like, didn't didn't you watch all those movies where you were the star of the show and that you got to like kick the butt of the popular guy? Anyway, heavy nerd culture. Um, also, I think something imprinted on my brain. My number one crush at the time was Steve Martin with black hair as a sadistic dentist. Take that as you will. I cannot, um, I cannot disclose what that did to me as a child, but it definitely had, it had an effect. On today's episode of Sagittarian Matters, we are doing a second installment of our series, Anonymous Butch, featuring an anonymous butch friend of mine, a different one than before, talking about class, butchness, dating, dudes, and more. Now, in this episode, she does request uh, hate mail. I do not request hate mail, but if you have something you would like me to pass on to this person who loves a fight, you can go ahead and send it to the Sagittarian Matters Instagram page, not me. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to my deep thoughts about Little Shop of Horrors and the word y'all, and uh, I hope y'all folks have a wonderful holiday.
This is the second installment of Anonymous Butch. With a different Anonymous Butch. Anonymous the first? I can't tell you they're anonymous. Anonymous Butch, welcome to the podcast. There's only one of us. <laughs> the other one talked about Tinder dates, dating boundaries, and a time that I gave them good advice. Okay, well, introduce me to the other one, Monday. The other one, I gave them the advice to not dress like a newsie and pose next to a Star Wars cutout in their Tinder profile picture. Ew, what's out there? <laughs> Anonymous, but what, well, who are you? Well, how do you describe yourself? Are you dapper? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm a um, traditional uh, a classic butch. I would say I'm a classic butch with a modern haircut, with a futuristic attitude and, and a respect for the past. I have a masculine type exterior, a faggy type vibe, I would say. I keep a very tight butch, like woman identified crew. Honestly, like that is my main crew. It's not intentional. I didn't go on Tinder for them. I literally, that is my, that is my ride or die. It just happens to be the last standing group of butch dykes that exist. And, um, yeah, that's it. That I, I don't know how else to describe myself. I had a long career in construction. Now I'm still in construction, just on the lighter side. So, I've put in. I put in my time. I think I've earned. I've earned my my title. Your title of Butch. When did you start identifying as Butch? You know what's? I don't think I've ever. I think like I've always automatically. I well, I don't know. Does your sister screaming "You're a Butch" at you when you're literally five years old, laying in the closet, like crying, while your friends keep opening the door, calling you a dyke? Does that <laughs> count as identifying as Butch or? Sometimes gender can be an accusation. And that's it. I think I rolled with it. At some point, you know, I took it on in a negative way and then I took it on in a positive way. The first time I had a girlfriend who referred to me as femme against my will, I was like, what did you just say about me? That's right. She was like, I'm a whatever she said. I'm a dandy, butch dandy and you're an aggressive femme. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you call me? Also, a couple years ago at Thanksgiving, this person was trying to put the moves on me, and they were like, I love tomboy femmes. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, I love femmes with glasses. You're like, what did you? <laughs> what did, Do you want to say that again to my face? Say it right now. Say it right now. Like, no, you know what? That's interesting, though. Like, in terms of my gender, there has never been a minute that I have not been butch identified like ever i've never thought i was any other gender i've never even there's this like i don't know it's like weird i never noticed a day where that was like something i accepted i think the only thing i wouldn't accept was being called a man from day from maybe age nine nine or eight i was like furious when people would be like look how long that boy's ponytail is and i did that fucking man's ponytail it's a girl's ponytail that's the only thing i get pissed about People thinking I was a boy with long hair. That used to, like, really piss me off. But other than that, never had a problem. You were at LHB. Always. Until 17. Cut those locks. Got a bob for a week. <laughs> and uh, cut it much shorter. Dyed it and put some barrettes in there for a little while. <laughs> but Very butch. 
We yeah, well, you're right. Maybe there was something weird happening for a second. We had a talk before about when you were young okay. and you lived in Portland and you were kind of crusty and you would just wear like <laughs> the smelliest clothes. <laughs> have sex all the time. No, for sure. Literally, once when I was living in, but around that time that I lived in Portland, I tried to get on a plane. And a woman, they're like all the like security people, like very abusive. I don't know if they've always been abusive to you too. They like gathered around me and they're like, you smell like gasoline. They're like, you're not getting on this plane. And I would be like, gasoline. I'm like, that's B.O. I smell crazy. I was like, that is not gasoline. And they'd be like, you're not getting on this plane, lady. <laughs> like, okay. But literally such a horrid smell that strangers like tried to identify it and like only came up with like a flammable chemical or something. <laughs> some kind of compound substance <laughs> yeah but definitely definitely dirty crusty punk for sure a crusty dirty disgusting punk and now i'm not now i'm like now you're like very clean well i was always clean i just wasn't like particularly clean on my body but i always had a clean room but yeah definitely a lot of sex for a disgust literally people would um, whatever i'm not gonna like brag i'm not gonna brag i'm not here to brag it's anonymous <laughs> definitely no one who knows you is gonna recognize your voice <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah now i think i have you know athletic i would say i would describe myself as handsome athletic no what would you describe my, i guess i would i'd say i'm just a traditional butch slightly athletic style yeah you're like um a, what's it like a metrosexual Mm-hmm. You're like a metrosexual, kind of. That's right. Eyebrows done, hair, hair done, hair done. You have like a tight, a tight haircut. Right. A New York, you know, uh, a professional New York slash sporty on the weekends. But I, am, I have like a subcategory that I would never present to the straight world. But it's like real butches and not real butches. Oh boy. Okay. Huh? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, and I, I, you know what? Call in, call away. I love, I love a fight. I love an argument. I love, I love a hate mail. I love a conflict. I'm conflict attracted, so I rarely backstep. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm conflict avoidant. So this is we're at a real juncture with Sagittarian matters right now. What's your sign? Pisces, but it's fake. I'm really an Aries. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? How big was, okay, so uh, one of my good friends said it said it well a long time ago to me. She was like, asked me to like move her mattress out of this crazy space or whatever. And she she's dating a somewhat butchy looking person. And I was like, what's your girlfriend? And she was like, my girlfriend is the kind of butch who hires butches like you. And I was like, see, now this is the nuance of the gay community. There's people who look butch. You know, like maybe side by side, people couldn't tell the difference between what's what why what's going on, you know, a little below the surface between the two of us. But when you get into it a little deeper, um, what we're willing to do, how much non like I would say for me, a real butch is somebody who like and I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, I know we're women. Everyone can be. I don't care. I'm just like for me, a butch is like do all the shit stuff that sucks get into it get into how you're the only one 
who wants to do this insane shit. But it's like natural. It's not like even fake. It's like I naturally, if you give me like a mud pit, I will find a way to like whittle a shovel and I'll just start shoveling that mud pit for no reason. (laughs) Just because it seemed like the hardest thing to do in that moment. You know what I mean? Today's episode is brought to you by Lagusta's Luscious Chocolates. Organic, fair trade, always vegan caramels, bonbons, bars, and more. Made for you in New Paltz, New York, with passion and politics. You can use the offer code SAGITTARIAN for 10% off your order at LagustasLuscious.com. And hey, if you are feeling the fall spirit, try their Caramel and Autumn Leaves box, filled with apple caramels, maple pecan caramels, and delicious chocolate-painted leaves with vegan maple cream. Follow them on Instagram at Luscious for secret sales and behind-the-scenes candy making. I'm going to spell it for you. L-A-G-U-S-T-A-S, Luscious. Now, I need to have some real talk with you and tell you that I have been a long-time fan of this food, and when I lived in the middle of nowhere... I signed myself up to get Lagusta's chocolates once a month for the year I was away from home, and it made my month. It made my life. It was the maybe one of the nicest things I've ever done for myself. So anyway, if you want to try these chocolates because they are delicious and do a nice thing for yourself, you get 10% off your order at lagustasluscious.com with the offer code Sagittarian. question is your is butchness attached to class for you Mm. i think that is actually i think that's exactly what it is i didn't even realize that that's crazy crazy because all those fake butchers that i'm talking about that's it they're all like kind of middle class or wealthy or successful people and i feel like they don't have anything that i recognize as like part of like what i think of as my identity isn't that's i guess that's the history of butch right working class people or something like you're pulling some stone butch blues cards right now oh for sure that is a hundred percent i'm not ashamed if people have not read stone butch blues make haste run to thy bookstore or the internet where i think it's free now and get it by leslie feinberg true yeah i think that that's true i think it's just like you don't complain you're willing to do a lot of shitty stuff when it comes to relationships you don't think of yourself as the capable one and your partner as the like meek one who needs your help i always think of like my ideal type is someone with obviously long hair who can do most of the things that i can do aside from the things that i've like particularly specifically worked on in my life that aren't just like universal abilities but they don't want to do any of it and so they're just like that's your job so it's like, can my girlfriend carry six bags up the two flights of stairs? Of course she can. Is she gonna? Not under my watch. You know what I mean? That's to me like what a butch it should be. You just you you're taking control of the things that suck. But then you're doing so. You're not being resentful about it. You're not like this sucks. Exactly. And I'm also like not like equal equal. <laughs> like I'm just I'm not into equal equal. I'm into kind of like, I chose a, a life, it's almost like masochistic. It's like, I feel like I chose a life where my job is hard always. I'm in a really hard environment. I tend to do physical labor and I like to like do the thing that seems like the shittiest thing and it's just natural. But it's not a shitty life. 
you have a you have a lot of fun. Just to, I have a lot of fun. Just to um, clarify for people. Yeah, I'm not like you know, you know, I'm not still in that mud pit shoveling shoveling the mud for no reason. You know, you find out ways to make careers out of this uh, yeah. disabilities to completely neglect your body and just ignore your common sense. So this is interesting because you're talking now about feminism and how that intersects with butchness because, you know, we're talking about masculine feminine roles. Um, yeah. So what's the feminist part? I mean, for me, an asset or an aspect of my feminism is like, I will not, I do not wish to throw another girl under the bus for the attention of a mannish person. Like to me, that's, that's like a way that's different than perhaps how it is some other places. Yes. That's of, of great value to me. And it's like in line with queer feminist radical principles. Right. I think maybe I fall short in like the parallel situ- that version of that situation in that like a friend of mine coined a term TBS, which stands for threatened butch syndrome, which I sometimes suffer from. And I've noticed other masculine people uh, women identified or otherwise seem to tense up, clam up even when they're around another masculine person as though like, I don't know if it's like competition or like you're sizing each other up or you're feeling each other out. I don't know what it is, but I will do that with somebody else who seems like maybe as butch as me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, and I know that's not, that's not cool. It's a disease that plagues some of that, some of us in our community. I'm not the only sufferer, but I won't do that with butches that are just like more chill butches. I'm not saying I'm the only kind of version of butch. I'm just saying I'm an extreme kind of version of a butch. I'm extreme about everything. So that's not a surprise, but I know there's like these little kind of like, what do we call them? The English muffin delivery butch dykes and like the, the little, you know, Twinkie dykes or whatever. I know there's all kinds of butches good for them. But I'm just saying when it comes down to it, like I feel a little bit protective of a kind. Is it protective of like a kind? Is this masculinity? Is that what I'm protective of? I don't know. Is it? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't even, it feels so far from like masculinity, like traditional masculinity that it's hard for me to put it on that scale. But I'm up for a lesson, you know, I don't know. I know I'm not for everybody. I'm not thinking my butch is like the best butch. I don't think my butch is for everybody at all. I'm often the most butch person people have dated. Like I realize I'm not like the norm. I'm just trying to give you a glimpse into my life. Do you date people that then go on to date men or have dated men and then they date you? Do you ever turn people out? Oh, please. Yes. That is a real thing. That is real. No, no. I've dated a bazillion tried and true straight women for sure. But I gave that up. I gave that up a long time ago. Why did you Um, give it up? Well, in the past, it was like community service. And at this point, you know, at some point you got to get a real job. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Can't just volunteer all your time. Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters is brought to you by Legustas Luscious, Robert Daniel, Michelle Lamont, Anthony Pinto, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Mary Pinson, and Christy Harrod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, 
please send $5, $10, $5 your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared, that's her voice. Um, do you have, do you have more to say about any kind of butch, butch standards, butch codes of ethics, <laughs> butch pathways to success? Butch pathways to success? Yeah. Hello. Do the queer community a favor and don't fucking side with dudes. They're not your people at, at all. Dudes are not your people. It's gross if they think that you're, they can talk about things around you because they relate to you. Absolutely not. I make it so fucking, I talk about my period as much as possible with any man that doesn't want to hear about it. I try and really drive home that I am here to like only respect, you know, not like pigeonhole any, I'm I'm like, I'm way more PC with men (laughs) than I am with like the queer community. You know what I mean? I'm very much like women can do anything and don't you judge that girl's masculinity. Like I'll, I'll say shit that I'm almost like, in this conversation may have, you know, uh, contradicted, but in the greater world, I keep it very true and very real that I'm like a woman. I'm not like a man. I'm not your man. You're not my man. You're not my people. I'm not here for you. You're not here for me. We are not in the same club like at all. So that's a word to the fucking wise. Don't look for fucking male approval. Cause at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about you. I want to know your dating, your dating advice. Oh, for butches? For butches. Or, yeah. For the the handful of you out there? Yeah. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, I'm very thought, I feel like I try to pay a lot of attention to people and be very thoughtful and caring and soft when it's appropriate. And I feel like that also is something that's good i'm not i'm a, like a pretty toppy person i'm not like crying and writing poetry in bed like at all but i'm just saying i feel like it's important not to just like get too crazy if you like somebody who feels kind of butch and is into like your like masculine identity it's important to like keep that out of certain places and make sure that you're still being like very in tune with like the people you're around and like if you're sleeping with women remember you're sleeping with women you're not sleeping with yourself like try and like find places to be like very like a softer version of yourself that's 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 what i i would think well if if there's no softer side of sears then what's the point you know what i mean and look how they're doing you know (laughs) sears is at the top of their game (laughs) department stores are on the rise do you how do you make a first move Oh my God, it don't. <laughs> what do you do? I just don't. What happens? You, do. you just kind of like lurk around for like, you lurk around, kind of like t- text message occasionally, sort of act like you are not interested because you're terrified of coming across like a creepy man, which is honestly a sad truth. And it's also probably a big, you know, a complaint that I hear from a lot of girls that I've ended up dating where they're just like, I'm so tired of making the first move. I'm so tired of making the first move with butches or like masculine presenting people. But I'm also like, I think that there's just like a maybe a a little self-conscious side to that where you just really don't want to be somebody who's like not, it was picking up on the wrong thing or is being presumptuous. So 
I tend to kind of like emotionally kind of show that I'm interested by like giving like a lot of attention to a person, but I kind of leave it on them to like decide when it's going to turn physical. Wait, can we talk about chivalry? Chivalry. Can you tell me like more about that word real quick? (laughs) Well, do you have ideas of chivalry and do they go along with being butch? I mean, I know that you were talking about like, you know, you doing all the things that nobody wants to do. Is there anything else in it? Um, I mean, I can be, like, kind of nerdy, like, traditional. Like, I really like to, like, you know, if I, if I like, if I have, like, an umbrella, I like to, like, carry the umbrella over my girlfriend's head or, like, walk her to her driver's side of the car with the umbrella. I like to open doors if they let me get away with it because some people are like, get away. I am not your, like, duchess freak. Like, <laughs> that- Fucking acting like we're in, like, you're on a horseback and we're, like, in an ancient tale. Like, I know that's not for everybody. I don't even often date girls that are even into this, like, land that I live in. But, like, if I can get away with it, yeah, like. Oh, my God. I love that kind of shit. I'm like, oh. Yes. You know, I'm like, oh, a little miladying. Okay. Oh, yeah. You love it. You'd love a jacket over a puddle. You love it. I know you. Know. I know can, we, can we talk really quick about the jacket over the puddle? What's the point? The puddle cannot be that shallow that you're not just going to mess up your shoes anyway. And then the person's jacket is covered in mud. And is it just a donation to the ground that you're just like litter? Like nobody. Why is that a high quality thing to do? Could you not just pick, I don't know. Could you not just pick the person up and then like do a broad step over the puddle or you step in the puddle? Does it have to be like your clothing? It's getting yeah, saturated with and gross. Because then what if she's cold five seconds later and you want to throw the coat over her shoulders, but then like a frog jumps out of it or like That's a fish it. comes out of the pocket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Has that, I don't even know where that image comes from. Is that like a cartoon? Maybe I just pulled it from a cartoon. That's like from all the movies, cartoons, TV shows of our youth. Right. <laughs> um, what other kind of things do I think are like chivalry? I don't know. I like to like, if, if, if someone doesn't want, if, if like we're both driving and I know that the person I'm dating does not love driving, like I'll drive no matter what kind of mood I'm in, especially if I'm really tired. I'm like, yeah, drive the car. Nobody wants to drive the car, drive the fucking car. If you like your date gives you their car for the day. Great. Get it vacuumed, get it scrubbed, clean that, do it yourself clean that detail their car you know what i mean you want to like know that like you're telling that person i'm caring about you here's my skill set (laughs) sagittarian matters is produced by chris sutton with assistance by panyo georges our theme music is composed by carolyn pennypacker riggs of the band bouquet thank you for listening and i'll see you next time If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline, 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank.